Hi everyone, we're back again. So, in addition to the Grand Rewatch, we actually do watch other films. Not as regularly, but we still do. Rest assured that following every new film we watch at the cinema, we'll continue our assault on your ear holes with our thoughts and opinions. I mean, it's not like you asked, but, you know, we just like doing this. Anyway, this time, we went to see Overlord. Yes. Overlord, it was. A, it's a bit of a... It feels like it's a bit of a sleeper hit. I don't know if there's that much... There definitely hasn't been a lot of buzz around it, beyond the, the YouTube clips and the, and stuff like that but yeah, I mean you and I heard about this because uh, previously yeah uh, we were really into the Cloverfield franchise yes before that was unceremoniously kicked in the genitals by the Cloverfield paradox yes so we really like yeah obviously there's the whole Cloverfield um, interconnected series which sort of started um, when they made 10 Cloverfield Lane um, and they're no, all no 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 Cloverfield no remember but no but when Clo- no Cloverfield came out, right? At no point any, did anyone think that it was going to be a franchise that had interconnected. It movies. was. It was said at the time. It no, was said, it was they, said that this was this was going to be J.J. Abrams's Twilight Zone. They never said that to begin with. Did they? Not not right away, but it became afterwards that because uh, like you know, when with... people were saying about with J.J., they were like, "Are you going to do another Cloverfield?" Mm. And he said, "I've got some ideas, but they're going to be like a universe style rather than yeah." Um, a, a direct sequel. Yeah, but then the thing with Cloverfield Lane was that they it was already a script in, in its own right, and then they sort of Cloverfielded re- they it. They Cloverfielded it after the fact. Um, but anyway, yeah, and also the other thing with Cloverfield Lane was that we didn't even know it was coming out until like two months before it came out. Mm-hmm. It was like a sleeper hit in, yeah. the, in the real sense. It, no one even knew it was coming out. No, it was by a director that nobody had really heard of yeah but then they just they they dropped the word Cloverfield into the title and suddenly everyone became interested in it and mm-hmm. rightly so because 10 Cloverfield Lane is fucking awesome it's spectacular it's better than the original Cloverfield and it's by far the best thing within that franchise and for the longest time we thought this film Overlord was going to be part of that because mm-hmm. it was produced by Bad Robot it was, it's been talked about for a very long time sort of in the background as the Nazis aren't happy with us. Um, good. Uh, yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, good. Um, it's been talked about in the background as being like they're, they're going to do some sort of World War Two monster movie, and we reckon it's going to be part of Cloverfield. Yeah. And that's what we thought it was going to be. And we like have been hearing about it in the background for a long time. As it's come closer and closer, and we started seeing trailers for it and stuff, it turned out, nah, maybe it's not anything to do with Cloverfield. Maybe it's just a film in its own right. Happens to be a bad robot production, mm-hmm. which is fine. And that is where it ended up being, but essentially, what it is is a Nazi zombie movie. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. Like it is a bit of a sort of a, an odd duck, in so much as it's a film that you know we don't, aren't getting a lot of these sort of World War Two genre films around at the no. moment. We're not getting that many more zombie films around at the moment. We're not getting these sort of supernatural esque films around at the moment that aren't definitively horror. It sits in this sort of fairly unique position that it's this action horror yeah. in World War Two with supernatural elements, yeah, as well as science elements. Well, like that's the thing. It's a, it feels like a throwback to me, and this is something that we talked about at the time. But it's like it's um, it's an R-rated action horror movie, which doesn't really exist anymore. But no. they used it back in the day. We had Predator, we had Aliens, we mm-hmm. had all those sort of things where it was about it was a group of guys fighting some sort of monster. Yeah, and in this element they've added in the World War Two part of it and gone right. Well, the monsters they're fighting are the Nazis experimenting on people and turning them into these horrible, like you know. And it's this very, it's kind of like 
Wolfenstein or Wolfenstein <laughs> um, and all that sort of the occultist stuff that was all around yeah. the Nazis which has obviously got a lot of um, mythology built around it even in movies like obviously you think about Raiders of the Lost Ark and yeah. all that sort of stuff um, so it was a rich material it makes perfect sense to make a movie out of it and I think they pretty much nailed it didn't they yeah, oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I loved it I really enjoyed I, it yeah. I really loved it I enjoyed it the whole way through it never really dragged for me Yeah, it, I went in thinking it was going to be one thing and it turned out different but um, I don't know if I would have preferred what I was going in thinking it was going to be what did you think it was going to be more zombies basically yeah so I thought yeah. it was going to be they end up all getting taken in and then we lose one or two mm. and um, they have to fight their way out of this yeah. castle yeah uh, turns out that it's not that no um, it's just it's a little bit more strict back it's a little bit more survivalesque. yeah it's a little bit like you know they had to break in and then break out yeah and I think my the thing that surprised me most about it was how much talking there was. I guess yeah, because the way they've sold it, like there's a there's a really good trailer um, around with Hell's Bells, mm-hmm. um, ACDC on the soundtrack, and it makes it sound like it's gonna be you know it makes it seem like it's gonna be balls to the wall nuts action all the mm-hmm. way through. It's not really they have, they take their time to build up the suspense and build up the characters crucially, yeah. and the characters in terms of all the the, the American soldiers are archetypes that we've seen a million times before in every yeah. action movie but that's great I can't, that's what I like about it I like that it's a throwback to like the original Predator or Aliens or anything like that so you've mm-hmm. got you know you've got the tough guy you've got the Corporal Upham yeah <laughs> it's a Corporal Upham from um, Saving Private Ryan I'm thinking of specifically the guy who's like he's got other skills but he's not really a tough guy um, and he's in this film there's a version of him carrying the camera around and he's played by Ian De- DeCatstucker that's it who's the guy who plays Fitz in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. which we're both big fans of um, and he was great and yeah it's a, it's a good mix of ensemble cast and they all get their get their moment to shine and yeah and the the action and the sort of horror elements are really horror, you know, horrific properly yeah, they're horrific really really visceral like, as well like what you were saying about, the, about it feeling like a throwback it still feels like a, a modern film to me yeah because like you say it's that it's that experimentation and like the the visceral horror feels very modern mm-hmm. like this stuff because like, they, they basically whenever you get injected with this stuff that the Nazis are working on it really like turns you inside out almost and you go completely fucking nuts yeah and, um, and like but there's one particular scene where someone you know gets injected with this stuff and like bones start popping out of them and it's, it's very very visceral and very yeah. but again, I would say yeah it's not it's not a film for the faint hearted no absolutely not but one thing it's yeah it, it's not a film for the faint hide, but it is. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, at the same time, it's quite shocking, quite frightening. There was a jump scare that really got you. Oh yeah, there was one, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was worried that if I sat any closer to you, I would have been hit. I don't was mad with me. I don't know why. It was a long day. But, sure. <laughs> but anyway, the, yeah, there are jump scares in there. The the there's action scenes. There's there's a amazing wanna in there. There's um, the, the parachute scene at the start. Yeah, they really they set themselves up really well at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like they um even like all the stylistic choices, like the way the title comes up. Yeah, in old school like like newsreel. Yeah, type font overlord, like it's just coming from the front lines sort of thing. And yeah, it looks awesome. Like clearly they didn't have much that much in the way of budget, but what they did have, they really like they put really, every really, every really single well. like cent of that budget was put up on the screen. You could tell. Um, and like I say, yeah, the cast was great. 
the other sort of record, there's a couple of recognisable faces in there. The other guy who I'm trying to look out now, he's got a really because he's, oh, okay. he's most recognisable, I think, for most people. Um, Pilau Aspect. I don't know. <laughs> you're trying to you trying to say that Pilau Aspect. Pilau Aspect. Yeah. Um, who is the guy who plays um, Euron Greyjoy in Game of Thrones? Ah, uh, yeah. So Euron Greyjoy being the pirate king type bloke who's mm-hmm. a bad guy. Yeah, so there's the chap that plays Grey Worm. Yeah, he he's in Game it. Game of Thrones, he's in it. He's um, in it. Oh, I've forgotten his name now. Uh, the chap that plays the second Shocker in Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, no, he's in it. Bucking Woodbine. Oh, yeah, he is. He's, yeah, that, he's the he's the CEO, um, isn't he? Yeah. That's right, yeah, and he's then, in it. Yeah, so the cast is uh, Jovan Adepo, and I apologise if I've said that wrong, Wyatt Russell... White Russell's great. White Russell's great. I really, really like the depot in it as well. So, yeah. and it's and it's really, I think it's really important to see a um, black lead in a film like this because quite often you'll see sort of World War Four, World War Two films be whitewashed. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and in this, he's the protagonist. He's the uh, the moral compass yeah. of the film as well. And it's it's great to see that happening in these sort of genre yeah, that's films a, that's as well, a really good rather point. than yeah that's a really good point actually now you mention it you think about you know obviously whenever you think of World War 2 films you think of things like Saving Private Ryan and all the rest of it but there's no black soldiers in that no in that platoon or in that you know unit or whatever yeah. so yeah no it's, I don't even and thought about is, it like that but that's it's true it's a bit of a problem with World War 2 films is that there were just as many uh, black and African American yeah. and other ethnicities of soldiers in there as well so by having sort of Bame cast, yeah, is really, really, really important, yeah. especially in something like this. Because again, in <clears> horror <throat> films, you don't see that no. either. So, and I think it's just a really great step forward. Yeah, I think the thing, I guess, the thing with um, with World War Two is that they they feel like is that what they're obliged to do is to have Jewish soldiers. Yes, which they have to do, and but that, and they feel like that's them ticking that box, and they don't yeah. then do anything else. So like, it it does, got, like another one helps. that springs to mind. Now you say it is um, Inglorious Bastards, yes. and they have they make a point of having Jewish soldiers in the Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. but there's no black soldiers. No, but like, and so yeah, you made it's a very it's a good point actually. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, and um, and it's yeah, it's all the standard stuff. Is they get dropped into France, they got the French um, locals who have been terrorized by the Nazis. And they've got they come in and save them, and but the but then the the French element of it um, sort of stand up for themselves as well. There's the uh, French girl who's Matilda Olivier who plays Chloe, and she was really good. And yeah, it was just a, it was a really good ensemble. Everyone did really well, and mm-hmm. they it was it had a solid idea to it that it didn't it never jumped the shark at any point. No. Everything sort of was consistent. Some great like visceral fight sequences and action sequences, and some really good cin- cinematography. Yeah, it's just exactly what you wanted really exactly yeah. what I was more or less what I was expecting like you say like you I was expecting there to be more zombies I thought it was going to be basically like the Call of Duty zombies but you just said yeah. hordes of zo- naughty zombies waves. but it wasn't that but it's fine but it's I think it's it, it worked out better this yeah. way because there's there's this sense of dread throughout yeah. that just sticks with you I'll tell you, what, you on the edge of your seat. I'll tell you what it had it had heart it did have heart it had some heart it had heart had grit had determination grit went for it it ain't how hard you can get hit by those Nazis it's about no it is it's about how hard you can get hit by those Nazis <laughs> um, yeah so that was Overlord um, basically if you're in any way a fan of like sort of horror or World War 2 films really because I think yeah. first of all it's not only is it a good horror film it's a really good World War 2 film 
Yeah. Although I, I guess like arguably people could make the point of saying that it's reductive in World War Two because it makes it into a fun sort of. Yeah. And it's talking. It's like a horror thing, and it's sort of glosses over the actual real horror which was the D-Day landings and all that sort yeah. of stuff but they do address that in there as but they well. do yeah they do and they, but it, and is, it is sort of pasted over slightly yeah and I feel like that's the main thing is that they make a point in the first sort of 40 minutes there's nothing supernatural yeah. um, and they really sort of hammer home the point of the actual sacrifice of the guys and the actual you know the real life lives on the line and all the rest of it which gives them a little bit of license to get a bit more crazy later on mm-hmm. Um, but yeah no I really enjoyed it I did as well really really liked it and um, yeah at the run, run the risk of us keeping on talking and ended up spoiling something that we shouldn't let's yeah. probably call it here yeah um, but yeah go and see Overlord if, if you, that in any way interests you I would definitely please, recommend it please go and see it yeah because... I mean this is something that we talked about because uh, like the projection of it at the moment apparently is that it's not going to do well it's going to flop um, I don't know what it is that it's up against or if it's just going to have a particularly hard time I know, you know, Fantastic Beasts is out next week. Yeah. So that's going to kill it dead. Um, I feel like this would have been better served if they just released it a couple of weeks earlier and put it out for Halloween. But then again, they would have been up against Halloween. Halloween. So it's tough. And Venom. Um, and Venom, yeah, true. Um, but it's a shame because I feel like films like this, they do have a little bit of originality to them. They do have a bit of a yeah. spark to them. And they show sort of new creativity but they don't make a lot of money all the ones that make money are the big superhero franchises and the things that are the doing and the prequels and the remakes and the reboots and sequels, the things prequels remakes there's and reboots. reboots yeah it's a world of sequels prequels remakes and reboots if only someone was here to guide us through it if any some <laughs> sort of pair of wretched cats were there you can't say that I'm going to have to blank that or beep it you are so <laughs> Um, yeah, but anyway, in that in that world, when things like this come along, I can't stress enough. It is worth going to see them at the cinema. A lot of people yeah. just wait and watch it at home, but go and see it at the cinema because you're supporting yeah. filmmakers to make films like this. Um, and we need more of them. We need more. You know, we need more Overlords. We need more Get Outs. We need more Quiet Cloverfield lanes. lanes. We need more a Quiet Place. Yeah, films like this need to be make a lot of money so that they continue to get made. Otherwise. Yeah it's all just going to be washed over by these big franchises mm-hmm. and everything's going to be owned by Disney including us but until Fingers such <laughs> until that time happens go watch Overlord and we'll see you next week for more stuff on the Grand Rewatch and whenever the next time we go to the cinema cool, cool. bye see ya bye